You're listening to Mamir, the podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs with me, your host, Maddie Kelly. Each week, I dive deep in my interviews with successful founders to leave you with the tools necessary to build your dream lives. So get ready for some kick-ass advice. Today's episode is great for all my entrepreneurs out there. I am sitting down with Tiago Faria, an ex-Google employee who specialized in Google ads. He's now a fellow entrepreneur helping other small business owners with their marketing strategies. So he is giving you guys a crash course in marketing today. Truly, like this is such a helpful episode. I personally learned so much and took away a ton for the podcast in terms of curating a marketing strategy that actually works. He and I are diving deep on everything from demystifying SEO or search engine optimization, how to create a social media content strategy that actually works, how to find your niche, the importance of storytelling, curating marketing messaging that actually gets you some ROI. So if you've been struggling with Google ads for your company or your marketing efforts are just like not seeing a return, then you're definitely going to want to tune in because I guarantee Tiago is going to help you out. So let's dive in. Tiago, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm so glad that you reached out. I think this is going to be quite the interesting discussion. I know that your area of expertise is something that I have always felt somewhat mystified by. So I look forward to demystifying it for the audience and like really diving into um, analytics and SEO and stuff like that. But maybe we should start from the beginning and chat a little bit about your experience working for Google. Yes, Mary, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, a pleasure. I hope people that will listen to it will get some uh, value out of this. Um, yeah, so my story at Google, uh, I started in 2011. Uh, I, f- I first made my master's degree uh, in Manchester, United Kingdom. It was a, a random choice I made about uh, strategic consumer <laughs> marketing. Uh, but then uh, my, um, my tutor, he was a 73-year-old man called Adrian Thomas, and he said, you should go to digital. You should pay attention to digital marketing. And so I changed completely my, my final thesis to reflect what I wanted at the time, which was uh, Google um, search engine impact in the UK's consumer perceptions, et cetera. And it started right there. The, the bug was already <laughs> clogged into yeah. me and uh, came back to Portugal. And then I wanted to go, you know, it's the holy grail is to go to Google. So I'm going to do everything I can. So I, I reached out to my network, see who knows someone that works there. And I found out someone who's... Uh, boyfriend knew someone of someone's boyfriend working there um and um i made a, a cool cv you know I, I i like design so i made my cv as if it was a google search of my name and then the search results were my experience and uh, <laughs> academic background it somehow what? captured the attention of a recruiter there <laughs> that is and, so cool yeah and then, then i managed to to go there in 2011 uh yeah super fun right eight years there yeah incredible um had a chance to work with some of the biggest European companies. It was in Dublin, Ireland, so the European headquarters, oh, um, and some of the biggest Middle Eastern companies. Um, but at some point, I got a bit uh, tired of corporate world. So it was eight yeah. years, very intense. <laughs> Did you uh, ever and also to come to San Francisco and see the Google campus here? Yes, in Mountain View. In Mountain View is the the yeah. biggest the biggest campus. It's like crazy. It's a city, <laughs> yeah. a city inside of a city. 
Was um, the one in Dublin kind of similar? Like, did they have similar amenities with like the cafeteria and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. It, it was just not that massive. So they didn't have the bikes for you to move between buildings. So the building was all together in Dublin. It was already close by. Uh, yeah, it's a different world. Mountain View is a different, completely universe. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it was very fun. But yeah, like I started getting tired of it, you know, being overly yeah. focused on one Google product. Um, and, uh, and at the time, Facebook ads were growing like crazy, like 2012, mm. 13. So I was, uh, I was willing to start using more of my creativity and in different sides of, of businesses. Uh, and I was also getting tired of feeding the big corporations. Yeah. <laughs> so then I decided to come back to Portugal to start helping smaller businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, with everything I, I, I acquired, all the knowledge and experience I acquired. It was yeah. mostly focused on Google Ads that I, I focused uh, when I was working there. Yeah. Yeah. And if uh, you could maybe just give some, like, an explanation, because I feel like SEO and Google Ads are so complicated, and maybe that's just how it seems. But if you could give, like, a breakdown of what it is, how it works, um, just so people could understand. Like, even for myself, I just feel like it's such, it's this like big concept to me that I don't understand how to use applicably. Yeah, exactly. I started, I started with that ads and SEO, but it's, I actually don't recommend people to start there. We, we can, we can go get there, uh, after, after, in a, in a bit, um, because of the complexity of it all, right? So it's not the ideal scenario for you to start a business around that. It's something that you can add on later on once you, you know, hit the mm. ground running and you have already a proven offer that you know it works, it converts. Uh, I know the lifetime value of my client. So I, I, for me, that's, that's for a later stage. But anyway, so Google Ads is basically, uh, you know, when people are searching for something about your topic or if you have a local business, you know, like a coffee shop in uh, New York or something, <laughs> something like that. And, and you, yeah. it's easier for you to show up on the first results you know, like by, by paying, right? By pay-per-click, right? So it's a like a, an auction where you compete with others through your uh, the the uh, the amount you're willing to pay, and also the relevancy of what you're showing to the users uh, based on their searches. So that's the, the fastest path, and many businesses use that um, because so like people that you, are. If you pay yeah. like the highest tier, then your business will show up at the top of the Google search result. It, it doesn't guarantee it. No, it, it, it's it's more likely that you will show up. But you, but there are other uh, algorithmic factors that uh, are taken into consideration, not just how much you're willing to pay, but also the relevancy of, of what you're showing the user based on what they're searched for, you know, the quality of your website, the historic of the website, like how many links are pointed to you. So there's a lot of uh, different algorithmic uh, factors that are taken into consideration. But, but yeah, the Google Ads are the fastest path for that. And many companies use that, like dentists, local businesses mostly, uh, you know, they want to show up when someone searches for the local words. Yeah. Um, that's what mostly is used Google ads also for, you know, it's also very good for, because people that are searching proactively, they already want a solution for their problem. They're, they're quite, uh, ahead in the, uh, their, um, customer awareness, you know, they, they, they know they have a problem They're They already know, know a solution. So they're actually looking for like the best option in the market or the right. specific option they want to buy. So they're ready to buy. That's why Google ads is very interesting. Uh, in that sense, to capture those clients that are ready to buy and they're just looking for the best option or one specific option. Um, and then in the mm -hmm. part of the SEO, that's kind of a, a different game is is most, more, more about you creating content that is relevant for the users, what, what they're looking for. Uh, for example, how to do something specific, right? And you would show up there imagining you're 
a brand that sells um how would you say uh, like mount mounting uh, equipment you know and right. uh people searching for like what is the best uh track tracking tracking uh i don't know how do you say it like path in uh Mm. A specific area in New York or in America, right? So you want to be appearing there because you know those users are interested in uh, climbing or tracking, whatever. And what what they what uh, what will they also be interested in? Buying equipment for that kind of uh, right. you know adventure and sport. Um, okay. So that game is is a bit more about like how much content can you create, what the quality mm. of the content you can you create, and answering all the questions people have around your specific topic. So the, the, there are ways for you to make a keyword research, analyze what, what are the actual words people are using, what's the search volume for each of those uh, phrases. Um, and then you basically just have to create content around all of those. And uh, the more uh, blog posts you create around all the specific subtopics and, on your area, the more Google will reward you for, you know, okay, okay. this guy is a, a content uh, partner. I will reward him with more eyes, right? More people, hmm. more visitors to your website. And there's well, also that... lots of things you can do on SEO. Yeah, but, but that's basically but that... the... So for example, yes. if you're selling a product or a service versus like, if you're a blog, those two, you would be wanting to use, would you be using like Google ads for your business if you sell a product or service? And then you'd want to focus more on search engine optimization if you're like a blog or both. Uh, you could do both. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, most smaller businesses prefer the, the the fastest path, which is paying for it, right? Paying mm -hmm. to pay to play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while um, others prefer the slower path, but which is also the, the most uh, rewarding because every blog post you create after a while, you know, and it starts having traffic for basically a lifetime, as long as you don't do any weird things or, <laughs> or right. don't do any right. illegal things on your website. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's like the goal is, you know, the more content you create is like assets you're creating that will be giving you traffic for a lifetime. Uh, that, that's the major difference. Uh, so opinion. as a small business, they would come to somebody like you to help them with Google ads to promote their business. No, I'm actually not focused on that uh, anymore. Oh, okay. That was the part of my life of, of Google. I came okay. back to Portugal. I still did some uh, Google consultancy, consult, uh, sorry, consultancy around Google ads, Google My Business. Um, but then I, I started to figure out, figure out slowly what is my who who I actually want to work with. So th that's one of the things that I also uh, like to, um, one of the first things that I do with every, every, every client that I work with is to decide, okay, who is your specific um, mm. niche, niche, right? Like who is the per yeah. specific person you're, you want to really help and what is the specific problem you're trying to solve? And for me, it was not, I, I figured out it was not like helping sm small businesses or local businesses with their presence in Google. I was, I, I figured out I wanted to help people that are, uh, trying to sell their knowledge, you know, and adding mm -hmm. value to the world through helping people solve problems. Uh, and that's how I, you know, slowly started going to the coaching path. Um, I was complicating my life too much because as I said at the beginning, you know, the path of Google ads and SEO, and it's very complex. It's very complex yeah. for someone who's starting out. So I was making my life and my clients' lives very hard. <laughs> I was having some, you know, Good, good goal, uh, hitting some good, uh, um, like uh, good goals. But uh, most of the time, it was I was hitting against a brick, hitting against a brick wall, um, because of that. I was complicating things with funnels and ads and SEO and it's mm. very hard strategies to 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 follow up at the beginning. And I I started simplifying my approach. Okay, in the last the last three years for three years. Uh, okay, how can I simplify this approach so that the people I want to help 
have the fastest path to growth and the easiest path to growth. Um, and so I figured out that uh, it's actually possible for you to grow a business around like in, in the help industry, like as a coach, mentor, consultant, uh, mm -hmm. you know, this, this is more my specialization area. Uh, it's possible for you to, to, to build a re really good business only using what you currently have in your world now, you know. That's my anti-marketing approach <laughs> is basically yeah. you already have everything you need in your world. Okay. Uh, basically, you have a, a contact list of, uh, you know, previous clients or leads you've talked to or friends, acquaintances. Uh, you most likely have an audience already of some sort, like on your social media. Uh, and you also have a network of influential people that you like, you follow, you connect with. Um, and that's, that's, all, that's enough usually for you to start a very interesting business. You just need to make some tweaks in the way you position your offer and in the way you, you talk to the people around you. Yeah. Could you give an example of what that would look like, how you would like tweak what you already are doing to be more successful and more useful? Yeah, so for sure. Like, uh, as I said at the beginning, it's crucial for you to decide first who is the person and the problem you're trying to help solve, right? That is very crucial to be super specific in that because if you're not, if you, and if you're trying to help everyone around you, it doesn't, people, it doesn't resonate with almost anyone and it's going to be hard for you to get clients. So that's the first thing to be very specific. Like instead of saying I'm a relationship coach, no, you say you, you try to be as, as as specific as possible and say something like uh, I help single moms, uh, mm. you know, that are work at sea levels, um, improve their relationship with their adolescent, like teenager kid, you know, so that's specific because um, the more specific you are, you know, the more it res resonates to the, those group, that group of people, right? They will be super identified with you. And they will feel yeah. like this is the guy that I want to work with. You know, he really understands me. <laughs> you know? Yes. But so, unfortunately, we have this tendency of trying to help everyone when we go to this, you know, coming to this online world, <laughs> which yeah. is a mistake that I, I fell into. But um, once you start doing that, okay, everything opens up. Now you know who you're helping and what actually they need to to be helped uh, with. Um, and and send, so what the first approach I do in my anti-marketing method is, okay, so you decide who you want to help. Now, instead of being in your mind and trying to create something uh, that you think people need, no, you go talk to people. That, that's the first step. It's like if you look at three, five, ten people that you think are your new niche, right? Your new specific mm. target audience. And you ask them questions, interview them uh, uh, easily and ask, so who, how are your main frustrations? How, how does your day today look like? How do you feel? Um, what are your objectives, your goals? What's your future ideal scenario look like? And you try to capture all the emotional world words uh, from that, those, those that group of people, because that will help you to create an offer that people actually want to buy, right? Yes. Which is uh, a huge mistake people make is trying to create a huge course. I made this as well, a course during six week, months, and then I tried to put it for sale, and nobody wanted to buy it. Ah, really? Wasted six months of my life. <laughs> so the ideal scenario is for you to talk to people, interview them first. You know, capture all the emotional words and the things they really want to achieve and, and get rid of. And then you create your offer around that, right? Like, yeah. okay, I solved this specific problem and I can give this transformation um, because that is most likely that you will, you're, you hit the exact point that people want uh, to hear from you so that they decide to buy, okay? Yes, um, yes. Actually, so this is... With that offer in mind, tell me, tell me. Yeah, this is interesting because um, actually the company that I work for now, we were just talking about this where like our original marketing strategy was around saving money or like we help you save money, but our 
client base actually was resonating more with us being able to like identify, um, for example, like duplicate invoices or identify essentially like places in your data where you could be saving money. So then we started to shift our language from just saving money or like cost saving to more like we help you identify pain points in your current systems. And I guess like our target audience resonated more with that language specifically. And so then to shift our marketing <laughs> strategy more towards those words. And it's just so interesting how like a simple, small shift like that can really mm. help. And it's only through, to your point, interviewing and like really sitting down and understanding what resonates with your exact target audience in terms of language, because with the amount of words and like emotions that we're being inundated with on a regular basis online, you really have to make sure that you're finding the correct key identifying words that resonate with your target audience because they're being exposed to so many other things that you have to make sure that you're really like hitting them where it hurts specifically. Yes. Exactly. That's absolutely true. And you witnessed it in your company, which is amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> um, really interesting. But, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a, re a big trap that most of us fall into is to stay in our mind behind our computer, trying to create something and praying that people want to buy it and then, ah, it doesn't work. So it's much better for you to actually talk to people, but, but uh, have real uh, deeper conversation, not just uh, asking you know, generic questions. You try to uh, probe more so that you capture the real emotional words, like the imagery, the... Yeah, uh, the words people actually use to describe what they're feeling and what they want. Because if yeah. you if you don't reflect exactly that, use the exact words people are using in your offer and your whatever you're offering people, you know they will feel super identified with you and like, yes, I yeah. feel this. I need to solve this problem now, and I want to work with with uh, Maddie. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, I'm wondering how. Yeah, that's, that's so you amazing. let's say for example, uh, let's go back to the coffee shop example. Let's say you're working with a client who. Um, has a coffee shop and they want to, you know, get more business coming to their coffee shop. And you're like, okay, here's you, your client market is 25 year olds who work from home, um, who want to come to the coffee shop and spend all day at the coffee shop and work, you know, morning until five o'clock. How would you ask, like, how do you think that, how do you go about reaching out to this client base? Like, do you DM them on Instagram and then ask them to be, in like a focus group or do you just like how do you connect with them so it's not weird and you're like really getting to know them or you know and and getting to understand those pain points getting to the root of the issue yeah the, the way uh I, I usually like to do is first of all reach out to your current contacts right you might have someone okay. that you know works from home like you know or have a previous clientele or something reach out to them and an easy way to reach out to them to dming or yeah, usually DMing is the easiest way. <laughs> you can find yeah. them on your socials. Um, and then just simply say that an, e an easy sentence is uh, like, hey, I'm creating a new like, I don't know, coffee shop or renewing my coffee shop. Uh, and I would love um, for exactly this specific audience, like for people who work from home and uh, uh, that want to have the most uh, fun, fun and uh, calm <laughs> and uh, productive time at coffee. And I, um, I'm, I would love to have your opinion. So I would love to ask a couple of questions for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, would you be okay with that? Just to give me your opinion, your feedback. And people people love to give their opinions, right? So the, mm. you, you will most likely have lots of yeses about that. And especially yeah. if it's a short, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, if you focus on that, it's short, 
I would love to give me an opinion. They're creating something that I'm interested in. So yeah, let's talk, you know? So you book yeah. a Zoom call or even or bring the person to your coffee shop and yeah. offer you okay. my coffee. Um, That's what I was gonna say. And, uh, and ask questions about, yeah, when, that would be a cool idea, right? Uh, and ask questions about uh, like, what's, what's your most common frustrations about like all the coffee shops you attend to? Uh, you know, what's the, um, the most, the biggest obstacles? How do you feel when you're in a coffee shop and you're bothered by, you know, all the other noises and, uh, or about the bad service or the bad Wi-Fi? You know, you try to uncover what are the main frustrations of those, those users and try to probe, uh, ask probing questions like, oh yeah, but how does that make you feel? You know, what mm. does that look like? Uh, tell me a bit more about that, you know? And those probing questions will bring you the most emotional descriptions, you know, the most visual yeah, I hate when the, the, the waiter comes to me like three, th uh, four or five times in, in a row and then it disturbs my <laughs> concentration. I don't know. I'm inventing at this point. But uh, yeah. you get the idea that <clears throat> once you reach those emotional words, it's like jackpot. Okay. And then you ask yeah. also what would be your ideal scenario, right? So what mm -hmm. are the pain points? And then what what would be the ideal scenario for you in a coffee shop? Well, what would make you super happy? Like, uh, like if, if we're talking... Uh, to your future self and you're super happy, super productive, how would that day look like in, in a coffee shop? Have you been jotting down notes during this episode? Have they been on paper or in your notes app? Either way, it's probably not where you need them to be to actually impact your business. For me, I take all my notes in Notion because all of my files, important documents, projects, and more are in Notion. Everything is in one place and it's truly fantastic. I am very much an out of sight, out of mind kind of girly, but with Notion, I no longer have projects or tasks that fall by the wayside because I don't see them every day. And I mean it when I say the podcast would not be where it is today without Notion. So if you're ready to ditch the random notes all over the place, head to the link in the show notes to try Notion today. Uh, so if you talk to five, 10 people around this topic, you'll get a really cool idea of what they really hate yeah. and want. <laughs> Um, and you'll be able to create exactly what those people want. And then, yeah. you know, you just start with those, uh, you go back to those after you create your amazing coffee shop, you go back to those 10 people and say, Hey, I just opened up. Do you know anyone else who is working, uh, you know, from home and would love to have a cool coffee shop? I have this actual uh, discount for, you know, I don't know, something like that. And so you start to creating some buzz and they, they start recommending you to others. And that would be a yeah. very good idea for you to start, um, uh, Cool yeah, because I think yeah. also the trap is that when people have a product, their first idea, like if we stick with the coffee shop example, would be for them to then make a bunch of Instagram content of them, you know, making coffee at their coffee shop, um, showing images of people working there or being like, oh, come work with me from this coffee shop. And then they post it and they, you know, don't get any traction. They get like a couple hundred views and they're like, oh, what am I doing wrong? And I wonder if it's not, if it's because they're not using these specific words, like they were simply replicating what others mm. have had in terms of success and hoping that it applies to their business and being like, oh, well, if that person got a million views, then I'll just do the same format, but for my business. Yes. And then yes. when it doesn't succeed, they're yes. like, oh, well, the algorithm hates me. And like, I wonder this if you have work, any tips. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you have any tips about like, so let's say we have all of our great keywords now, we've got like the interviews done, we know what our people want. How do you suggest that they either make content to support them? Or if you suggest simply like not even worrying about that and, ju and just using what's in your network already? Yeah, it's a good starting point is you're using your network. But then you will also, of course, would have to expand on, uh, you know, 
growing your audience, etc., to attract new 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 people out of your network. Uh, but I would first of all, I would I would make sure before all that, I would create a very cool offer, you know, for the, for this specific audience, like uh, that answers all the issues that uh, they don't like from the interviews mm-hmm. and all the things they wish they had, and make something like I don't know some amazing discount or we offer you coffee and then uh, um, I don't know amazing I don't know something that would I would have to interview those people to know exactly what they would like but I would make an amazing offer not just selling coffee because then you're not you're just another coffee shop with wi-fi right, right. you have to find some tweak that uh, would differentiate you from all the other coffee shops around you know uh, some spe- special offer some add-on some mm. I don't know I, I would have to talk to people, but, you know, first of all, you have to have a cool offer that you would know people will say, yes, this is exactly what I need. This is amazing. Yes. I want to go there. And also create, I would create also a referral program because that's what I focus on a lot on my, with my clients mm. is create a referral program uh, that where you will compensate people that bring you new clients. Right. So I would probably oh, yeah. you know, get free coffees if you bring the new clients, you know, or yeah, 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 yeah. And even compensate also those new people that will come to you. So you would create this network of effects and uh, this viral effect. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah. very abundant um, effect around you. And um, so, yeah, I would have a very cool offer first and then reward people that bring new clients and they would work for you. Right. So basically your sales team, highly mm. motivated and, uh, uh, and happy to 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 be helping you because they love your space, right? That they want to bring your friends, yeah. their colleagues, their um, yeah. They 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 eventually are like, oh, on, yeah. you work from home. Like, do I have the place for you? If you don't, you know, because I know a lot of people like aren't productive at home because the TV's right there. Like, they're still cozy in their sweatpants. Like, their their animals are at home, and so like it's very tricky to stay productive. And then if they're like, oh yeah, like I have a great place. If you want to, like, not if you want to you know, if you work from home, but you go to this coffee shop and they had this awesome referral program where like, if I bring you, I get like my little coupon book stamped. And then after like, you know, three friends or something, I get whatever. I don't know what it would be. Like yeah. it probably wouldn't be my coffee, but it would be something <laughs> along those lines. And then it's like, oh, you know, when you come in, you can get this now. And if you bring three more people, then eventually like your network expands. What do you think about using like social media? How should that be supplementing their business as well? Uh, yeah, in terms of social social media, I, I would run away as fast as possible from the just generic, you know, here's our new coffee. We launched this, uh, you know, three ninety nine <laughs> cappuccino. I would run away from those things, and I would focus on um, telling stories about the clients that are, you know, going to the that coffee shop. You know, exactly emotional stories. How are they feeling when they're there? Like reporting they they how they're comfortable. You know, they're super productive. How they how their space. Uh, they have also space for presentations or for you know workshops or you know I, I would I would be focusing totally on telling client stories because mm. the people watching that on their phones at home like hmm, shit this is exactly how I want to feel like you know I want to feel this sensation that they're feeling uh, yeah. and it is much more pleasant to watch and more engaging and compelling than just seeing a, another photo of a oh, cool a three ninety nine cappuccino okay yeah <laughs> um, like you could so I'd focus really mostly cool. on telling stories. Yeah, you can make like a really cool TikTok or an Instagram reel that even if it's just you working in the coffee shop, like it's just B-roll of you like at work, helping customers behind the bar, like taking orders. But the whole like background or the story that's being voiced over is like, oh, um, you know, Tom came in and he 
was able to work from nine to five. And he had like a major sales moment from his business in our coffee shop. And it was such an yes, exciting yes, thing. Celebrating. Yes. Um, you know, he's a really great guy and he got a free coffee as a result because he's been coming here for so long. I feel like that would be such a good, like, I feel like that would be a viral Instagram moment for sure. Yeah. And probably the, the whole coffee is, could be celebrating when someone, some entrepreneur gets a sale. Yeah. Another high ticket client. Yeah, <laughs> and they yeah. get a free car. I don't know. <laughs> that yeah, would be yeah. cool. That would be cool ideas. Yeah. Or something like that, you know, just to like tell the story that's happening, like while you're, you know, working in your coffee shop and it's like, you know, you could have your next big moment, like, and you could share it with all these other people who work from home in a great environment that's comfortable and facilitates that kind of experience. Like, I mean, thinking about it right now, like I would like that. I would share that like as an Instagram. <laughs> sure, I, I would, I want to go to this place. Maybe right? in the wrong field. Maybe I shouldn't be a podcaster anymore and I should just open up this work from home coffee situation. <laughs> yeah. That would compete with the uh, co-sharing, you know, co-working spaces as well. Right. Yeah. So, like you're competing and attracting people from different, you know, spheres, different, uh, yeah, it would actually be really be fun. amazing. Idea, yeah, huh? I'm getting ahead of myself now because I'm like, oh, think about all the different people of walks of life that could come and be a part of this space. Like, I think I got to write this down. This might be like my retirement dream right here that we're discussing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's we'll, we'll brainstorm offline. <laughs> but uh, what other tips? Other do you tips have? Uh, around. Uh, so. My approach, yeah. So my approach is mostly this: though. talking to people, you know, uh, creating an amazing offer. You know, that has to be solving a now problem that people have and they feel that they need to get rid of this or a specific goal that they really want to reach and uh, reach now. It cannot be a eh, interesting problem. Okay, uh, good to know. Because uh, if it's not a, a now urgent problem, people just don't buy and, and they postpone mm. and procrastinate, etc. Uh, and you have to be super specific in, about the outcome, right? Uh, you will reach this that you really want to reach, right? Um, so th those two areas, I think, are really crucial for you to... The offer is basically everything. Because if you have a, an amazing offer, selling is going to be very easy. You know, like uh, if you if if you sell something that, um, like, I don't know, uh, uh, help me uh, clean my garage and take everything you, uh, that you want from it. You know, there's very valuable things there. <laughs> you can clean it and uh, I just want to get rid of my garage and I have very valuable items there. So most people will say yes for the, to this offer, right? It's got like a no-brainer. But um, but if I say, oh, go clean my garage um, and uh, just wipe it all clean and uh, uh, I'm not going to give you anything, you know? Yeah. One one offer is very different from the other. And it's very easy to uh, easy easy yes, right? So if you reach that point where you have something amazing to to give, uh, and that people actually really want to do, that makes your life very easy. So that's the, the main point. And then the referral uh, thing, which is like, um, you know, make people work for you. Basically, if you compensate mm -hmm. people, they bring you new clients. Like that's an amazing way for you to to live, you know. Yeah. You depend less and less on marketing, and you're not constantly looking for new clients and new clients and clients. You do the best possible to satisfy, please your current clients, incentivize them to bring you more clients like them, right? Mm -hmm. And that makes you a very very smooth and uh, cool business. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, use social media for telling stories. You know, don't don't just be that guy that's saying, yeah, these are the five things you should think about when, or these are the five mistakes. Yeah, if I hear <laughs> that, somebody, that people like already noise. It's like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to keep scrolling. I don't need your three tips. <laughs> exactly. Nobody likes teachers. I mean, I, mean, uh, I didn't like mm -hmm. teachers when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't like them. 
So nobody likes to be teach and told what to do all the time, yeah. right? That's uh, especially nowadays. It's always noise. You know, everyone does the same. If you look at Instagram, it's like all oh, the same, the same carousels, the same five tips, uh, reels. Oh my god! So if you focus on telling stories, um, I think it's uh, the the most interesting idea for you to start approaching people from your world. And then I, I love to use the kind of uh, hand raising posts, um, which are. <clears throat> like conversation starters, you know, you say, Hey, I just, uh, I'm looking for like five people who would be interested in joining in a coffee shop. <laughs> and, uh, if you are this, 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 and this, uh, let me know in the comments below and I'll send you all the details. You know, those kind of posts are, are interesting because people raise their hands, the ones that are looking to buy now. Right. And then you have an excuse to, to interact with them, uh, talk to them again, talking to people, uh, see what is their problem. If they qualify for your offer and then simply say, Hey, do you want some help with that? I, I have something for you, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's nice because so that's the easy way again to use your current audience. Yeah. And you're not asking them to buy anything. You're asking them yeah, to exactly. be willing to answer some questions. And like, I think what you said earlier is such a key point is to give their opinion. You know, you're not asking them to buy anything, but to your point, people love to give their opinion on stuff. And as opposed to being like, even like asking for feedback, I feel like sometimes is a deterrent or like people, it's just easy for them to be like, nah, I don't want to do that. It's a lot of time. <laughs> but if you're like, oh, please like share your opinion. People are like, oh, finally, I'm so glad you asked. I've been wanting to tell somebody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and then you don't have to sell to those people. Like you said, at the beginning, you just ask, do you know anyone will be interested in this? Yes. Yeah. You're not selling directly to that person, but most likely if, if she likes the offer, they'll say, yeah, actually, I'm also interested in it. I would like to join. Um, one question I did have about something that you said was you said like um, a solution that's not urgent. Could you give an example of a, like a not now solution that people would have? Yeah, for example, the, the, the weight loss in like weight loss industry, like it's very common for you to say, uh, well, lose 10 kilos in the next, I don't know two months or one month. Okay. That's already something that people, it's very generic nowadays, right? It's everyone promises the same. <laughs> people try mm -hmm. multiple diets all the time. Nothing works. You know, people, those kind of offers are already kind of, eh, okay, you know, 10 kilos. Yeah. Uh, I will get those kilos back, you know, eventually. <laughs> right. um, but if you focus on something that is more a now problem for that person, like, uh, you know, when you go upstairs and your knees are hurting and you have to stop in the middle of stairs because... I don't know, it's like uh, your joints are like destroying you or something about back pain. You know, when you're working out from home and your back is like oh, destroying you, basically you, you're able to talk about something that is a now problem, which is a reflection of their bad lifestyle, right? They're, they're you know, overweight somehow. They, they're not moving too much and that impacts on their uh, the joints, their the back pain, etc. So if you focus on something that the, you can see that uh, they need now and then once they say, yes, I need this because I'm feeling this right now. I need to solve this now, this problem. And then you have the, the possibility to, to solve the, the other problems inside your offer, but you're not selling exactly loose 10 kilos. It will be a consequence of working with you, right? Um, ah. So th that's kind of how I would differentiate some, uh, like a now problem. Um, or like I said, like uh, another example, relationship, you know, uh, improve your relationship with your husband. So mm -hmm. That would be a generic offer not super now problem that is not very clear, not very obvious versus, you know, saying something like, uh, you know, avoid how to avoid divorce when things are like looking impossible to solve, you know, that would be a now problem, right? 
versus mm. saying you're just a relationship coach about uh, marriage. You're more, you're narrowed down to something that they need to solve now. So those are yeah. problems that people are really too like, hey, please take my credit card. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point because it's like you're almost even before you get to the marketing point of being like, how do I, like you have, here's my solution, right? Like maybe you're a coach or maybe you have some sort of like retreat, right? And you're like, as opposed to saying that this, which is what technically will do, right? Is that this will retreat will solve your marital problems. Instead of saying, yes. you know, my solution will, Im will improve your marriage. You should instead say like, you're almost like creating urgency in the problem as well as in the marketing strategy. So like yes. it's a full encompass. Yes. It, it's very interesting because you're just sort of like switching the timeline for your solution. It's not like you're actually changing anything. You're not like creating an entirely different solution. Yeah. Your, just... your solution is basically almost the same. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just the way you position it is different, right? Yeah. And I think this is very helpful for a lot of people because I think positioning yourself is like really one of the biggest and most key factors to creating <clears throat> a solid marketing strategy. Because if you don't know, to your point, who your audience is and what problem of theirs you solve very clearly, it's hard to create urgency around your solution and why people should come yeah. to you specifically. And then I think even further, creating urgency throughout the entire process is another important factor because people will lose interest or they're like, Oh, well, it's something I can get later. I don't need to do it right now. And like, that's yeah. when you lose people. Exactly. That that's completely true. Yeah. So you create like you said, you create the urgency by design of your offer, right? You don't need to do those. Ah, oh, you just have five more days until you make a decision. You don't need to do those high pressure, uh, urgency and scarcity, uh, games. Uh, but if you include it in your offer by by design, like 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 solving a very urgent problem, uh, yeah, it's much much more easier for you to sell uh, that that uh, solution. And and many people, uh, I, I included, I was afraid of this. Uh, like, but if I focus on such a specific problem, won't I lose all these other clients? Right? But that's like an illusion because if you try to be very generic and bland, like like I said, you're not going to please anyone specifically, and so it's going to be hard for you to capture anyone. I usually give this example of a, of a big fishing net. If I, I have a river right here in front of me. So if I try to capture all the, all the fish with my huge fishing net with huge holes, most of the fish will go, go through, right? And you're not going to capture almost anyone. <laughs> While mm. if you focus on a specific, uh, I don't, I don't know how you say a group of fish in English. That's probably That's a cool. name, group of fish. <laughs> um, if you capture with the smaller nets, you know, with smaller holes, you'll capture all of that group. You know, it's all yes. yours. So that's, that's the kind of, um, a cool way to see it that that I mean you will lose yes you're not gonna attract everyone but nobody almost nobody can only big corporations like Coca-Cola <laughs> yeah um, but you'll capture a specific group of people most of them will feel very identified with you and then you know exactly how to take them from A to B because they're all the same they share the same context same needs same objectives so and it's easier for you to sell to uh, to create content for them and also to create a program because you know exactly how yeah. to help them almost as a factory, like I, I can take them from here to here in, uh, you know, six weeks. And then I know that they will get the results. Yeah. yeah. Like for my podcast, for example, if I wanted to market it, it would be great for me to say, I can solve like at least one of your problems right now. If you listen to this episode, right? Like for example, our marketing episode, like you're struggling 
potentially of marketing for your business, like I can solve that for you right now. Like you just listen to this episode and I guarantee you'll have learned something to help you in your journey as opposed to saying like, I mean, I don't know what the alternative to that would be now that I'm saying it, but just being like, oh, you listen to this episode. It's Here's an episode. episode where we talk about generic marketing or something like that. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Specific. Yeah, exactly. So like create, yeah, it's almost like my solution has now like an urgency around it because I'm like, oh, you're struggling today. Well, I can solve your problems today. Yes, exactly. And mostly, well, problems, it's already a bit... Uh... You're trying to solve anything. If you're even more specific, like if you're struggling to sell your current offer, you know, uh, mm. you're trying to put all the, you know, so much content and so many, you're trying to pay ads, but nothing is working. Uh, this episode might be very helpful for you. you know? I think yeah. that's even more specific, right? Great. Yeah. Good feedback. Thank that's you. a now problem. Okay, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. That's helpful. Um, well, your, do you have any really cool stories from like your current, business right now that has like maybe somebody came to you and they've seen you know massive increase in sales as a result of working with you i, I always love to hear like specific stories yeah yeah definitely i've been focused mostly on in portugal in the last mm -hmm. uh, three years i'm just only starting now my internationalization pro process so yeah portuguese clients mostly uh, but yeah I, I can tell the example of lourdes um she she was a, a career coach and uh, she was struggling you know, she was using, using Google Ads to bring uh, contact form leads for her, but she was losing a lot of time in those one-on-one -on -one unqualified leads. Um, mm. And she had a very generic offer. Like, again, she was trying to solve, yeah, all your career problems. Um, so so what we did with her is like, okay, let's focus on creating a specific offer for a group of people, you know, more specific, like uh, like mid-level management, uh, something. I think it was that, but that, that case. Um, and then instead of her doing one-on-one, which is we're losing too much time as well, let's create a, a group program where you can help this group, specific, specific group of people solve a now problem and get the mm -hmm. result. Um, and so that, that made a whole difference at the beginning. And then also what I like to do in, in terms of anti-marketing is, okay, let's use your current assets. What, what's your contact list, your follower list and email list. And we can use those to see if we can find already those ideal clients who we just identified now and created a program around. Uh, and she used one of uh, um, a, a set of those uh, hand raising posts. Like uh, I'm looking for yeah. five people, five uh, you know specific people who want to reach a specific goal. Um, and she was able to easily uh, extract or it was five people in in, uh, in two weeks. Um, and she was able to close them. Like and she 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 made like four thousand euros, which is in Portugal is a lot of money, okay? <laughs> 4,000 euros in two weeks, just extracting her from her audience. Customers that she was struggling to find in Google Ads and spending a lot of money um, just just by creating a cool offer for a specific group of people and using these hand-raising posts. Uh, it's easy for you to you know, extract your ideal clients out of your current assets. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's uh, an, interesting, an interesting approach that it worked. Yeah. Well, that's so super helpful. There's so many really amazing tips in here. And I think that that was a perfect way to close the episode because I think this is like a jam-packed one full of super actionable takeaways for everyone. Like I know I'm already thinking about a million things I could work on right now that I'm going to take away from this episode. So Tiago, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. I think that this is going to help a lot of people.
Thank you so much, Matt. It was a, a real pleasure. Yeah, I hope people find some value out of this. All the links to Tiago's website and social media are in the show notes. If you want more from me and Mamir, follow me on social media at Mamir the Podcast. I also have a YouTube channel under Maddie Kelly if you want to watch the podcast and stay up to date with my life. You can connect with me on Instagram or check out my website, mamir.ink, for contact info, partnership opportunities, and key takeaways on all the episodes. If you want to be featured in the Check the Review series on the podcast, comment your question in the reviews and I will answer them at the end of the episodes. See you guys next week.